Well, I also want to say Happy New Year to all of you that are here in the courtyard and watching online. This is kind of an experiment for us as we are doing both our online service and our in-person service at the same time. So hopefully this is working for everyone that's involved. Uh, appreciate you being with us here on this New Year's. And particularly, I want to say hello to Mark and Laura. Well, I won't say their last name because we are online, but they and their two of their three girls, I believe, are here. Can you wave if you're here? There you are, right in the middle here. They are our field workers serving in a place that desperately needs the scriptures in their heart language. Thank you. Thank you for going where many would not go. And we're so glad that you can be with us here on this New Year's Sunday. So if you haven't had a chance to, to meet them, Mark and Laura and two of their three girls, please say hi to them as you leave if you're here in person today. And I don't know if you can see this on the live stream, but we still have our Christmas tree up. It's still here. And this is a great ministry to me because yesterday the Doan family took down our Christmas stuff. And so I was grieving last night. And so to walk into the courtyard here today, can you see that on the live stream? Can you cut over? We have our beautiful Christmas tree up for at least one more Sunday. Maybe two? Okay, we'll see. It's COVID. You know what? Let's just keep it up till July. We're good, okay? So let's, let's just move on from there. It's, it's good. We're all a grace-filled uh, group here. So, um, and then I don't know if you could hear this if you're in person. Maybe you can hear this online as well. Could you hear the birds this morning? As we're singing worship, you can hear the birds over us. And in fact, last Sunday, you could see this whole flock of birds just fly right over as Norm was preaching. It was an angelic moment. The spirit was with Norm as he was leading us. So it's really unique to be out here on this first Sunday outside live stream. Again, so glad that you're here. And we have a wonderful passage to look through. It's like one of those passages that as a pastor, you're like, oh, if I could pick a passage to, to talk on uh, to begin a new year, it would be this one. And it just happens to be, as we return to the book of Hebrews, this is the next verse in, in, in our lineup. So it's pretty cool how God works in that way. So if you have your Bibles or if you have a way to access the scriptures, will you turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2? We're just going to simply camp out in those verses here today. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Uh, if you're not familiar with the New Testament, Hebrews is in the New Testament. You have the Gospels. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Then you go into the book of Acts, and then you hit Romans, and then the epistles of Paul, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus. You hit this little book called Philemon, and then you eventually get to Hebrews. And then you have the book of James, 1st, 2nd Peter, and we're almost at the end of the New Testament for there. So Hebrews chapter 12 is where we'll be at. And we'll actually finish the book of Hebrews, Lord willing, in the next couple of months here at Calvary Church. This book we started studying right when the pandemic started in March. And I think it's been the perfect companion for this season of our lives and this season of Calvary Church as it just says boldly and clearly, don't give up. Persevere in your faith with God. I've titled today, Keep Running in 2021. Anyone have a New Year's goal to, to run more? Okay, nobody. Okay, <laughs> two of us. <laughs> but I'm talking spiritually. Keep running spiritually in 2021. 
I thought for those that can see the screen that we would uh, actually, if I can get there, oh, I might need help, guys, here to advance the slides. Oh, there we go. Oh, now I went too far. It's a new year. We're figuring things out. Okay. I'm almost there. Whoa, no, that's not good. Okay, there we are. <laughs> it's definitely the user, no one else's fault. Uh, but I want us to say this out loud together, okay? And so simply say these words and sync with me. This is God's word, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 says this. Let's all say it together. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is God's word. Amen? Amen? The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And that's the prayer that we would do the same in our life with Jesus. That we would run with endurance. Right in the middle of verse 1 it says, And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This idea of endurance in, in the original language can, can mean patience or, or perseverance. And this idea of running is, is talking about a race. We're in a race. It also can be translated to mean an athletic contest, which they had those in the first century, or it could be a fight. And I like that last term. Let us run, let us be in this fight with endurance. If you're not aware, there is a spiritual battle that's taking place, and it took place in 2020, and uh, the battle has not stopped so far in 2021. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 talks about that. It says that we are not in a battle against flesh and blood, but we are in a battle against the spiritual forces of this world, namely Satan himself. And so as you endure this battle, recognize that you are in a battle with an evil one. You may have uh, seen the news reports, but the day after Christmas, right down the street on Santa Clara and Tustin, right near the Del Taco, which I love, there was a mountain lion spotted. Did you guys hear about this? A 300-pound mountain lion was just wandering the day after Christmas on Tustin, Santa Clara. Just a normal jaunt. Uh, he ended up in the back of someone's yard, actually close to my friend Dave Naslin. If you know Dave, who goes here to Calvary, he was close to, to his home. And before uh, Fish and Game ended up tranquilizing this 300-pound mountain lion and then removing him back up to the Cleveland National Forest. I don't know why, but I just had this curiosity to go visit the site where they found this mountain lion. So later that afternoon, I went running, and I ran up to Santa Clara and Tustin, and then over the overpass, if you know that area. And I don't know if I was, like, looking for fur for the mountain lion or paw tracks or what, 
but I just kind of wanted to see, like, wow, I can't believe a 300-pound mountain lion was right here in little, our little neighborhood in suburban Orange County. That it was reminding me of, like, if a mountain lion can be here, well, he could be anywhere. And in this spiritual battle, we often forget that the enemy is alive and well, and he can be anywhere at any time. We have to be aware of that. Are we enduring in this race as we face Satan prowling around like a lion? The scriptures say we're called to resist the evil one, to put on the armor of God, to run this race with endurance. And it says here in Hebrews 12, verse 1, that this race has been set before us. That it's God himself who has put us on this race. That he's laid out the track for us. So we are called in obedience and faithfulness to him to run this race with endurance. There was in 1968 in the Mexico City Olympics a Tanzanian runner named John Akarwa. John uh, had trained hard in his native homeland of Tanzania. But when he came to Mexico City, uh, he was uh, hit with the elements. If you've ever been to Mexico City, it's, the altitude is high. And in his marathon race, the race he had trained for, the worst thing happened to John is that he began to physically cramp up in his marathon race. The cramps became so painful that he ended up tumbling down and dislocating his knee and badly injuring his shoulder. But John wouldn't let anything stop him. And he continued to hobble in this marathon race in the 1968 Olympics. And he finished the race about two hours after the gold medalist had finished. But he finished. Afterwards, some reporters asked this Tanzanian runner, what gave you the motivation to finish this race when you were in such physical pain? And John said this, my country did not send me to Mexico City to start the race. They sent me here to finish. Isn't that good? Don't you want that in your life with Jesus? As you walk with him in 2021, it's not enough just to start this race, this battle, this fight that we're in. But let's be called to finish it, to run it well, to be found faithful by the Lord. Philip Yancey, the author, says it like this. Endurance is not just the ability to bear a hard thing, but turn it into glory. Well, how can we run this Christian life with endurance this year? How can we not just run it with endurance, but run it in a way that gives God ultimate glory? Well, Hebrews 12 tells us. It's so great. This is why this passage is so wonderful for today. Verse 1 continues there. It says, Therefore, since we also have such a great cloud of witnesses, I want to challenge us in this year that we're called to run this race with endurance. We're called to run it as a group. This first group that we're called to run with is the great cloud that's gone before us. It's kind of a term we don't often use in, in our language, but 
It can also be substituted to mean a great crowd, or in a better way, a crowd in the clouds. We have heroes of the faith who've gone before us and have endured this Christian life and the hardships and obstacles that they faced. They've been found faithful. So we're called to run as a group to look to this group that went ahead of us for inspiration and encouragement. The whole chapter of Hebrews 11 talks about this, this hall of faith, these men and women that were faithful to the Lord in their race. People like Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob and Moses. There was Rahab and Gideon and Samuel and King David. They were a great crowd, a great cloud of people who were faithful to the calling that God gave them in the race. They endured. But specifically, Hebrews 12, the author is thinking not just of those in chapter 11, but he's actually thinking of martyrs. This word witnesses can be translated best to mean those who have suffered in their faith, who've paid the ultimate price for following Christ. In fact, the author hints at that if you go back to Hebrews 11, verses 36, 37, and 38. It says in Hebrews eleven thirty-six, and others experienced mockings and scourgings, yes, also chains and imprisonment. Verse 37, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. These are the people that we're called to look to as we run our spiritual race. We don't run alone. We run with a group. We run with a group of people who've gone before us, who the Holy Spirit gave the ability to be faithful to, even in the midst of persecution and martyrdom. That should just encourage us. And we're also called to run as a group now. Verse 1 continues to say, this great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us, it's in the plural, it's speaking to a group here. It's not just the individual. Often when we read the Bible, it's like we're, we're, we're thinking it's speaking just to us. But in this context, it's speaking to a group. It's saying, let us endure. And so my question for you and I here today on this first Sunday of 2021 is, who's in your running group? As you spiritually run this race, Who's on your team? Who can you come alongside? Who can come alongside you? This is a photo of my sweet family. The week before Christmas, we went on a walk to what I know is the only redwood forest in Orange County. Do you know there's redwoods here? It's right off of Carbon Canyon in the 57 Freeway, that beautiful uh, regional park there. It's a little tiny grove, actually big big redwoods, but there's not many of them, but it's the redwood grove. And so we went there the week before Christmas just to kind of check it out. And, and one of the things we learned about redwoods really struck me. Redwoods can age or can, can last a thousand, maybe even 2,000 years. And the key to their longevity is this. It's their root system. 
Their roots go deep and wide, but also redwoods work together. Redwoods find other redwoods and they intertwine their roots together. That's the key to them lasting through difficult elements. It's a beautiful picture of what the Christian life is meant to be. We're called to be spiritual redwoods, to intertwine together, to have roots that go deep into God's word, to be led by his Holy Spirit, and to run as a group together. This is a group project (laughs) in all the best ways. And so who will you run with in 2021? Came across this story of these girls that are college athletes. You know, not all athletics in college are in bowl games on New Year's. Uh, These athletes take their sports just as seriously, even though they're not on ESPN necessarily. But there was a race a couple years ago. uh, It was was an intense uh, cross-country meet. And this girl from Boston College who's in the middle here collapsed just a few hundred yards before the finish line. Two Clemson athletes running behind her, running for their own time and competition, decided to abort their race and help their fellow competitor. They picked up the Boston College athlete and they carried her to the finish line. It's incredible. These 20-year-old girls had more maturity than most of us as they chose to sacrifice to help someone else. In 2021, we're going to find that a lot of us are struggling. There's harder things to come. Even though we're in a new year, we're still going to have difficulty. The enemy, the roaring lion, still prowls around. As you run in a group, who can you look after? Who can you help pick up? Who can you encourage to endure this year? Another key in this race is to run as light as possible. You rarely see a runner, if you're driving around and seeing people running the streets, you rarely see a runner in jeans and work boots. (laughs) Runners run with as little as possible as light as possible. The same is true in our lives with Jesus. It says here in the scriptures, let us rid ourselves. Again, the wording here is let us toss aside the obstacle, or in other words, the weight of sin. Many of us, this is how we have lived recently in our Christian life. With a lot of weight, a lot of obstacles in our path. No wonder the race feels so weary right now. I want to encourage us to lay aside the sinful habits that are tempting us as we enter into this new year. The sinful attitudes and patterns that we can so easily slip into. The the Greek here says that this weight, this hindrance is a distraction I think that's such a good word for it. What are you being distracted in, in your race with Jesus? There's a term I came across, and for an optometrist, I just, I'm going to totally butcher this term, so forgive me, but it's presbopia. 
I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> it's something that happens to all of us when you hit about the age of 40. Amen? When uh, the lenses of your eye begin to become less flexible and objects become, particularly objects that are close to you, become harder to see and to read. I am, you guys, I am within months of having to get glasses. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to do this. You guys relate to this right here? But this is normal. This is part of the aging process. It's part of living in a sinful world as our bodies break down. But how many of us right now have eyesight, spiritual eyesight, that's kind of like this? It's beginning to become less flexible. We're starting to become rigid or we're losing focus. We're becoming distracted because of our sin. Let 2020 be the year that you say, Lord, I resurrender to you. I'm going to fix my eyes on you. I'm going to lay aside distractions. This is Oprah Winfrey in her best. <laughs> About 20 years ago, she ran the Chicago Marathon, and she ran it in four hours and 30 minutes. And when I read that back then, I was like, I could beat Oprah. And so I decided to train for the first time for a marathon. And I entered the Orange County Marathon with the goal of beating Oprah's time, four hours and 30 minutes. We started at Fashion Island. It was a great start. You could see the Pacific Ocean behind us. Six in the morning, wonderful temperature. I was off, ready to go. Going to beat Oprah's time. <laughs> Made it into Irvine. Doing well, halfway point. I'm on pace to beat Oprah's time. <laughs> then about mile 16, if you've ever run a long distance, you know about that's the place you start to bonk. And mile 16, we're out in the strawberry fields of Irvine by Sand Canyon, and you guys, I just lost all motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah's time no longer mattered to me. I just wanted to go home and eat in and out. <laughs> I ended up losing focus, complaining about my shoes. I should have had better shoes. Should have had better equipment. I actually probably should have trained. <laughs> I eventually... Crossed the finish line at the Irvine Spectrum 17 minutes after a Oprah's time. <laughs> one day, one day again, Oprah, I will challenge you. <laughs> but I lost focus. I wonder how many of us in this past year have lost our focus. Let's renew our pursuit to holiness in 2021. You know, in order to say no to sin, you have to say yes to something else. Henry Nouwen once said that. And this is where Hebrews 12.2 comes in so beautifully. It says this, run with your eyes on Jesus. In the NASB, the actually updated version of the NASB, which might be on your phone, it says looking only at Jesus. I remember memorizing this to say fixing your eyes on Jesus. Either way, I think you understand the point. We're called to say yes to Jesus, to look to him. 
The scholar Peter O'Brien says it like this. He says that word looking means to look away from all others and only look at one. That's what we're called to do this year, to look to the one. You know, what you look at, you become. (laughs) You ever notice older couples who've been married a long time, they begin to resemble each other which is great for me. Marie's beautiful, so I hope someday that maybe I'll look like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what you look at, you become. What are you looking at? Are you becoming like Jesus? I've mentioned this quote before. I just keep coming back to it. It's so good. Corey Ten Boom, who's actually um, buried just down the street at Fairhaven, this quote says this, Look at the world and you'll be distressed. Look within yourself and you'll be depressed. Look to Jesus and you'll be at rest. That's our calling as we run this race. And as we look to Jesus, what do we see? We see the the originator, the perfecter of our faith. Another way to say it, the author of our faith. Hebrews 1 describes Jesus in this way. He's the son of God who is the heir of all things. He's the radiance of God's glory. He's the exact nature of God. He upholds all things by his powerful word. He purifies sins. All the angels worship Jesus. His throne lasts forever. He laid the foundation of the world in the beginning. The heavens are the work of his hands. He loves righteousness. His nature never changes. Jesus never ends. That's who you fix your eyes on, according to Hebrews chapter 1. What a good thing to look at in this new year. Run this race with endurance. Run with a group. Don't do this alone. Run light. Cast aside sin, pursue holiness, and run in a way that you're fixing your eyes on Jesus. In a few minutes, we're going to take communion. If you're at home, I encourage you even now, grab a cracker or some juice or whatever you have, something that you can make sacred and meaningful as as an act of worship. For those of you that are here in the courtyard, if you haven't grabbed one of the elements, encourage you in a moment we will. Uh, be taking those. But this leads right into communion, this verse, Hebrews 12, 2, the second half. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Charles Spurgeon, you have to listen to this sermon. It's simply titled Sermon Number 236. Google it, read it, You can find some people who actually say it uh, on an audio version. I challenge you to listen to that sermon and not weep. As Spurgeon just goes on and on and on again about the shame that Jesus endured in the cross. He was shamefully accused. He was accused of blasphemy. The son of God was accused by mere man of speaking against God. How's that even possible? He was accused. 
He was mocked. The leaders mocked him. The God of the universe was considered nothing by Herod. They stripped him of his clothes. The God who clothed the world in glory was stripped of his clothes. He was mocked in shame. He was taken to the most shameful instrument of death, which is the cross. The most dreadful form of punishment reserved for a villain, a murderer, a, treasi a, treasi a treasoner, <laughs> treasonous person. He was placed between two thieves. He was put to shame. And yet Jesus endured. Amen? Jesus endured. Jesus did not give up. Jesus did not quit. Why? For the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. You see, Jesus knew that his death would conquer sin, would crush death. Jesus knew that his life, death, and resurrection would provide a way for us to be forgiven once and for all, to be washed clean when we fall down on this spiritual race. Jesus did this for the joy set before him. And because of Jesus' endurance on the cross, you and I can endure in this race in this year, let's run, let's run, let's pray. Father, I just pray that this would be a year like no other in our lives with you. That God, that we would come to you in humility and dependence. That God, that we would run not away from you, but towards you. That we'd fix our eyes on you to see your beauty, to see your majesty, to see your glory, to see your forgiveness. And so God, may we run this race with endurance. We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Hey, we're gonna sing now this song that may be familiar to many of you, fix your eyes on Jesus. And then I'll come up and I'll lead us through communion.